Hi, we're here from Curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about what to do when someone gets upset with you from author Lee Hartley Carter. You'll also learn about how tardigrades survive deadly radiation and why the Bermuda Triangle isn't actually a mystery. Let's satisfy some curiosity. If you ever get in a fight with your parents or your spouse, you need to be careful how you communicate. And our guest today will teach you the do's and don'ts of communicating during a crisis so you don't end up worse off than when you started. Lee Hartley Carter is the author of the new book, Persuasion, Convincing Others When Facts Don't Seem to Matter. And she's spent nearly 15 years helping clients communicate better. Here's Lee with some pro tips on crisis communication. So the biggest mistake that most people make in crisis is that you get defensive. This happens in your home life too, right? When you're in a fight, the first thing you do is get defensive. And then when you're defensive, you start throwing out facts or you start saying things that you shouldn't say and it just deteriorates from there. The same thing happens to companies in crisis. Something really bad happens. They want to point out that it's not their fault, that it's not representative of who they are as a company, that they're not all like that. You know, There's a lot of things that happen that are the wrong instinct. And I think what the first thing that companies need to do or individuals in crisis need to do is stop and say, okay, what is going on with a person who has been wronged here? So if it's a, if a company in crisis, what are, my, what are my customers feeling right now? If it's you know something that happened between you and your spouse, what are they feeling right now? And you need to go through so that you can talk to them and acknowledge first what they're feeling. So I see all the time a, corp, a company in crisis will come out. Um, let's just say that there was a data breach. What they want to do right away is say, it was only... 147,000 social security numbers and our technology is safe and there's nothing to see here, right? But what they don't understand is we understand that you are scared for your data and for your privacy. This should never have happened and it will never happen again. But here are the facts so that you can start to feel better. But unless and until you acknowledge the other person's you know, the, the value that's been trade, or if you understand their feelings or where they're going, you're probably not going to pass go because it's going to seem like you're trying to hide something. And that's a mistake that we make all the time. We just try to just throw out our facts and say, it's not that bad. And oftentimes you're not going to be heard that way. It turns out we live in a world where facts do matter. It's just that we have to make sure they come at the right time and in the right order. You can find more great tips like this in Lee Hartley Carter's new book, Persuasion, convincing others when facts don't seem to matter. We'll put a link to pick that up in today's show notes. Tardigrades, also known as water bears, are adorable microscopic animals that can survive pretty much anything, including deadly radiation. And researchers may have figured out how they do it. A team from UC San Diego published their research in October 2019 in the journal eLife, and their findings could have huge implications for the future of biotechnology. As in we could survive radiation? Probably not. Biotechnology as in how we can keep our medicines from going bad. I guess that's pretty important too. It is. So to understand how tardigrades do what they do, we have to look at the way cells work. Cells manage to store an incredibly long set of instructions in an incredibly small space. To manage all that information, they wrap strands of DNA around special proteins to make a stringy, information-rich material called chromatin. Chromatin is a great way to store the code of life, but it has a drawback. It leaves its chemically encoded information vulnerable to the environment, including things like radiation. 
Radiation can react with water in the cells of living things to make dangerous molecules called hydroxyl radicals. Those want to react with, as in change, the first molecule they come across. If a hydroxyl radical interacts with the DNA in chromatin, it can corrupt the genetic message and indirectly cause certain types of cancer. But tardigrades have found a way to protect their chromatin from radiation damage, a protein called DSUP, or Damage Suppression Protein. DSUP protects the tiny animal's genomes by binding to the chromatin and creating a protective shield that stops hydroxyl radicals from ever making contact with the DNA. So wait, did tardigrades develop DSUP in evolutionary preparation for a microscopic lunar mission? Definitely not. According to James T. Katanaga, a professor at UC San Diego, some tardigrade ancestors probably first developed a version of DSUP by random chance. The mutation stuck around because the protein protected the tiny animals from DNA damage during dry periods when they went into a dormant state of dehydration, which is another superpower that tardigrades possess. Now that we better understand how DSUP works, we may be able to use the protein as source material or inspiration for new biotechnologies that protect other kinds of cells from certain types of radiation damage. Pretty cool stuff. Tardigrades are amazing. Definitely one of my top five favorite animals. What are the other four? Octopuses. Mm-hmm. Ravens. Mm-hmm. And I'll get back to you on the other two. <laughs> <laughs> Today in myth-busting, the Bermuda Triangle isn't actually a mystery. I'm talking about that part of the ocean between Florida, Puerto Rico, and Bermuda, where you hear about ships and planes vanishing, theories of underwater alien bases, lots of mysteries. But those mysteries aren't really mysteries at all. Here's the deal. In 1974, author Charles Berlitz published a book called The Bermuda Triangle. The book gets into several stories about ships and airplanes that have disappeared in the area, along with theories about what may have caused them. Those theories are both natural and supernatural, like the one that says the Bermuda Triangle was a byproduct of the destruction of Atlantis. Now, I'm not going to judge whether that theory is true, but that book sold nearly 20 million copies in 30 languages, and it was adapted into a theatrical film in 1978. So yeah, this guy Charles Berlitz is the reason why the Bermuda Triangle has the reputation that it does. So the year after the book came out, journalist Larry Koosh published the book The Bermuda Triangle Mystery Solved. In the book, he re-examined as many Bermuda Triangle incidents from 1840 to 1973 as possible, including those in publications by other writers such as Berlitz. So what did Koosh find? In some cases, there's no record of the ship in question ever existing. In others, the ships and planes were real, but their mysterious disappearances were either during bad storms, or not mentioned by the author, or took place far away from the area. This isn't to say there are no disappearances in the Bermuda Triangle. There definitely are. But do more crafts really disappear there than in any other similarly trafficked area? The answer is actually no. If the Bermuda Triangle really is the danger zone, and again, the evidence suggests it's not, then there are plenty of rational reasons why aircraft and seaborne vessels would disappear over certain parts of the ocean. One explanation could be that the ocean floor is relatively rich in methane, which can form a gas-ice-sediment mix under high pressure. If an underwater landslide occurs, this noxious mixture can burst out from the seafloor 
entering the atmosphere and either intoxicating pilots or changing the density of the surrounding air and interfering with normal piloting. Scientists probably won't be able to really prove this with much certainty until the ocean floor is mapped in greater detail. Currently, it still only has a resolution of 3 miles, too low to pinpoint geographical features, or individual shipwrecks, or even an alien or Atlantean underwater base. Someday. Someday <laughs> we'll see all those alien bases under the ocean. One can only hope. <laughs> Ashley, let's talk about why today's episode was awesome. I mean, because we're awesome. (laughs) (laughs) No, really. It was cool because it's cool to know that if somebody gets upset with you, then the first thing you should do is acknowledge that person's feelings and not just start throwing around facts and getting defensive and all that stuff, or else you're going to have a bad time. And this is a mistake I feel like a lot of people make. I definitely make it. I'm full of facts. Like, (laughs) that's what I live on. And I just want to throw them at people, and I have to... Take a step back and listen to what they have to say. You are very full of facts. <laughs> also, tardigrades, the most invincible animal we know of, evolved a damage suppression protein that actually protects their DNA from radiation. I want that. I think we all want that. And the other cool thing is that the Bermuda Triangle, when the whole thing is just not that mysterious. Yes. This is such a weird myth because you can't tell someone, oh, hey, actually, they explained the Bermuda Triangle. You actually have to say, no, the Bermuda Triangle isn't even, like, all that weird. And then how are people going to believe that? They're like, no, it's the Bermuda Triangle. Of course it's weird. Right. We even talked on this podcast one time about the Alaskan Triangle, which is the Bermuda Triangle (laughs) of Alaska. Right, because the Bermuda Triangle is now just, like, a noun that you can apply to, like, anything. Yeah. I don't know if that'll ever be undone. No. But that just goes to show the power that one book can have over influencing people. So if you're thinking about publishing something... Get a fact checker. (laughs) I was going to say, hopefully based in science. You never know what effect you could have. Today's stories were written by Grant Curran and Austin Jesse Mitchell and edited by our managing editor, Ashley Hamer. Script writing was by Cody Goff and Sonia Hodgen. This episode was produced and edited by Cody Goff. Join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. Stay curious.